Hello, funky listeners, and welcome to another episode of Funk Radio. This is your host, Kyle. And this is your host, Peter. Hi, Peter. Uh, hi. S- hi. So, today, we're. I stumbled upon a really interesting article that I sent you, Peter, like, last week, and I thought it would be make for a fun funk episode. In a sense, it's kind of like a um, those episodes we do about, like, the history of, like, uh, tunes you know but in oh the familiar tunes series that we've been doing yeah in a sense it's kind of a, a familiar tune series but with an interesting twist um so i guess jumping right into it um everybody loves ice cream right you remember as a kid uh like hearing the ice cream truck go by and running out and chasing it down in traffic to get ice cream uh, uh what do you mean as a kid <laughs> that's funny that's funny you say that because i was when I, in doing some research for this topic there's really not ice cream trucks that much anymore they've greatly diminished in i guess the number of them that run around the u.s i i can count on one hand how many i've heard since like high school probably uh, hmm. i guess that's, that's true for me too although there is one certain times of the year there's one that will park like right outside my window, like every single day, <laughs> even when the weather's not for ice cream whatsoever. And so you get ice cream every single day? No, I have to listen to the music for like 20 <laughs> minutes at a time. It's really annoying. <laughs> That's kind of funny, actually. Um, aside from that weird case, though, um, yeah, I mean, I don't feel like you see them as much as you used to. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> In my old neighborhood, there was one that would drive by sometimes, but for whatever reason, would never stop in my street. And mm. I tried to chase it down once, but I think I terrified the guy because a 33-year-old man was running after an ice cream truck. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, God, floor it. <laughs> it was like the scene from Terminator 2. Um, <laughs> um, but no. Um, yeah, so... In modern times, it does seem like, unfortunately, ice cream trucks are becoming a bit of a thing of the past, but obviously both of us remember them as a kid, um, and obviously, you know, all the generations before us, I'm sure they were even more prevalent. Um, so, you obviously, in, in remembrance of ice cream trucks, you remember the, the ice cream truck tune that uh, would often accompany them as they would, you know, signal to children in the neighborhood to, you know, run into the streets uh into traffic to um get ice cream um exactly uh let's actually just because i like to change things up because i'm crazy let's actually play a little clip of the i guess uh quintessential ice cream truck song really quick in case listeners aren't familiar Uh, for your own sake, listeners, I hope you didn't play that out loud, because <laughs> that might confuse people near you to think there is an ice cream truck. Yeah, if any children show up at your door, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> terrible. Um, so yeah, so that is kind of the quintessential ice cream truck song that everybody knows, but what I'm sure a lot of people don't know is that song actually has a very uh, sordid 
uh, history in America. The song is actually originally called Turkey in the Straw. Um, and it actually originated from a British tune that was brought to the American colonies by uh, Scot Scottish and Irish immigrants in like the late 1700s, early 1800s. However, mm. while that initial song didn't really have any racist overtones, the uh, American version actually ended up being used very often in the early 1800s in minstrel shows. Um, I think we talked about minstrel shows on Funk before regarding a we, uh, familiar tune. Yeah, recently we talked about Jimmy Crackcorn, was, which was yeah. kind of this, like, weirdly the same thing of, like, Americans in the early days taking an existing tune and then making it racist. Uh, yeah, that tracks. Like, yeah. Um, so yeah, exactly. This is kind of, unfortunately, a similar situation to um, the previous Jimmy Crack Corn episode, which you can look up uh, at our website at getyourfunk.com, where we have that episode and all of our episodes for you to listen to. Hashtag plug. Smooth. <laughs> um, so, exactly. So in this, uh, in this instance, Turkey in the Straw kind of got morphed into a minstrel show type song. Um, and sadly early versions of it in the US, the lyrics were changed to sort of, uh, for lack of a better term, demean black people, which I unfortunately was kind of a hobby back then. Um, mm. And there, there was a version of it that, and again, this is just for historical accuracy. Um, there was an early version of the song that was titled Zip Coon. Now, unfortunately, that term it has lots of racist connotations both then and now um but that version which was actually originally published in 1834 and performed uh in minstrel shows was widely popularized throughout the u.s unfortunately at the time and the so is this another case where the tune is the same but they changed the lyrics yeah exactly the tune the, okay. the tune stayed the same to the original turkey and the straw <clears throat> song but the lyrics were altered in different ways to fit into these minstrel shows mm, okay. um, so in this particular scenario i don't know i don't i don't want to read the lyrics because unfortunately they're pretty bad um yeah. but the the general uh theme of this song is it talks about a newly quote dandified which is kind of an old-timey term for newly wealthy a a newly dandified free black man in the in the northern u.s so unfortunately it's a song that kind of parodies this idea of like oh a free you know a freed slave in the u.s comes into money and because he's you know a, sla a previous slave he you know spends it irresponsibly essentially and okay okay and faints a sense of uh what's the word uh, affluence i guess mm -hmm. um so the in in the in the title uh, obviously a lot of people know the connotations around coon but the term zip which confused me um is apparently a sort of slang for a term called Scipio, which is actually a name that was commonly used back then for slaves. 
I had no idea about that. Oh, I see. So it basically is just using that as a shorthand for saying that he yeah. was a former slave. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, the 1800s was pretty wild and probably not a ho- not a great time to be alive for pretty much anybody <laughs> unless you were wealthy. <laughs> Um, our our listeners all, at this point in time are probably like, I thought this was about ice cream. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, well, you were wrong. <laughs> Welcome to America. Right. America, where even ice cream is racist. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. Um, so, so, yeah, so the connotations around the song and the fact that it was used in minstrel shows, uh, similar to Jimmy Crackcorn, it kind of, uh, that history kind of got washed away by the 1900s as a lot of racist things did um and was actually the the funny thing is the way the way it ended up getting tied into ice cream was that ice cream parlors in the 1800s would often play minstrel songs like in their shops jeez yeah so that sort of uh you know playing of those types of songs sort of uh as ice cream parlors evolved into ice cream trucks basically kind of took that same you know oh we got to create the parlor experience with our truck so they would play these songs through speakers to entice children to come because children and maybe probably adults you know from the 1800s would remember like oh racism i better run outside and get ice cream (laughs) it's pretty much yeah they would it would create a sense of nostalgia and so it would i'm uh people to come get kind of sur- yeah i'm kind of surprised that there's such a um like close connection between the song's racist former use and the use of ice cream trucks like that's a pretty it's seamless it's, transition you know what i mean like it's not like the song was using ice cream trucks but also separately it had this other background. It was yeah. like, no, it was kind of more tied into it. Almost. Yeah, it, I don't Maybe know. Maybe not so much by the time of ice cream trucks, but like there was still that lineage. I was going to say, I don't know what the the logic back in the 1800s of playing, you know, these tunes in ice cream parlors was other than maybe just to drum up business because minstrel shows were popular back then. Hmm. Um, so maybe it was like using the popularity of minstrel shows to draw in people to buy ice cream. I don't know, you know. Capitalism is weird. Um, so, so yeah, there is that weird sort of semi-direct connection, which I think is, is kind of odd but interesting. So, yeah. so, yeah, so that was kind of how Ice Cream Trucks came to play this song, Turkey in the Straw. Now, the actual history of Ice Cream Trucks themselves is kind of interesting. Um, the company Good Humor, which was an ice cream company, um, that was founded in Youngstown, Ohio in the early 1920s, they essentially invented the ice, the chocolate-coated ice cream bar, which is pretty crazy. Mm. Um, and so they initially called this thing the Good Humor Bar. They created a way to basically coat, you know, crystallized ice cream with, like, the hard chocolate shell and the popsicle stick inside um, to the point that I think they actually even got... They got a patent on the coating process but they couldn't get a patent on the on like putting it as a bar because popsicles already Mm. existed got Um, it okay yeah so basically yeah this company good humor invented this chocolate bar and they're like well we got to sell it so they actually 
were like, well, why don't we just put free, like rudimentary freezers inside of cars uh, and basically drive around and sell ice cream to people. So, yeah, they ba- in the 1920s, they basically invented <clears throat> the ice cream truck, even though essentially back then it was a car. Um, uh-huh. And they called them sales cars back then, to the point that by the 1950s, they had a fleet of like 2,000 sales cars throughout the U.S. Hmm. Um, and the reason that they really kind of blew up and became successful is because during the Depression... Uh, ice cream kind of offered a reprieve from the, you know, horrible economy and unemployment on top of the fact that, you know, this new company was growing, needed to employ drivers, and people needed jobs. So they actually were a very large employer within the U.S. for Mm -hmm. men looking for work at the time, which is kind of interesting. Um, But yeah, even though they kind of invented the ice cream truck, they, they basically... You know, any vehicle that had wheels, they basically put an ice cream box inside. They they had ice cream push carts, bicycles, shoulder boxes, and they even had an ice cream delivery boat. <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, and they, they would often operate for about six months out of the year because who the hell wants ice cream in January? Um, right. Except me. Um, and so, yeah, so because of the Depression, they, re- they were able to... Gr- really quickly expand because of the combination of offering a cheap luxury good in ice cream and being able to employ a lot of people. Um, hmm. So, so yeah, they, they, so I guess you could say that the ice cream truck story went from bad humor to good humor, but it's pretty much. Um, so yeah, that's basically how the ice cream truck got invented, which is weird. Um, so this gets us to the obvious conclusion of this story, the Wu-Tang Clan. Um, <laughs> Jeez. So, so yeah, the, the, the point of this entire story isn't just for me to talk about the history of ice cream and, and its roots and racism, although that is a kind of interesting by itself. Uh, it's actually because the, um, the rapper Rizza previously from the Wu-Tang Clan, actually partnered with the company Good Humor to design a new jingle for ice cream trucks to replace turkey in the straw. Because, you know, we came... For all the reasons we basically... Yeah, we came to understand its its, uh, racist history and and use in minstrel shows. So Riz is like, hey, that's kind of messed up. I didn't know that. (laughs) Um, Right. I'm going to write, you know, a new jingle that they can use. I'm going to release it for free for any ice cream, not just good humor, but for any ice cream purveyor to use to hopefully, you know, scrub this turkey in the straw song from, you know, uh, its association with children and ice cream and happiness. Mm -hmm. Um, And so... So yeah, he he basically wrote this new song. Um, I have a little clip of it. We can play. We can basically play the whole thing because it's free. But we'll play a clip of it for you guys, so you guys can internalize it, and then next time you hear it, you can run out and say, "Riza, where's my ice cream?" <laughs> Thank you. 
So, so yeah, no, it's a, it's a cute tune. Uh, the thing that I thought was funniest about it was there's actually a bit of a bass line in it. So I'm like, uh-oh, mm. now, now ice cream trucks are going to have to have subwoofers. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun. That would be kind of fun. Um, so yeah, no, that's the new song that Rizzo wrote. Uh, and like I said, he released it completely uh, royalty-free. He's not making any money off it, which is pretty cool of him. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, like I said, he partnered with the Good Humor Company, and they actually put out a quote uh, regarding this. They say, quote, Good Humor has not owned ice cream trucks since the 1970s, nor did we mm. create Turkey in the Straw or any other jingles. However, <laughs> oh, they have to cover their ass, I guess. Exactly. <laughs> we didn't create this this uh, this racist tune. We just we uh, haven't done this in a long time, and also it wasn't us. <laughs> uh, quote. However, as a leader in the industry and the creator of the original ice cream truck, we want to be part of the solution on this issue, particularly since we work closely with so many ice cream truck drivers across the country. Um, yeah, something I wanted to mention uh, after the fact is. Although they basically invented the ice cream truck, because of the oil embargo of the 70s and the massive increase in gas prices back then, it became mm. like completely unprofitable for them to continue to operate their own trucks. So they sold off all of their fleet in like the late 70s and just became like a distributor to independent uh, purveyors of ice cream, I guess. That's pretty interesting. Um, I'm uh, In a way, I'm a little surprised that they pulled out of it permanently, like rather yeah. than letting kind of that blow over and then coming back. But yeah, that's an interesting business model change. Um, yeah. So exactly. Yeah. They be, I, I'm you can even get these, these ice cream bars in grocery stores. Now it's not, it's not limited to just ice cream trucks. So maybe they just wanted to expand to purely a distribution service rather than, you know, operating their own sales vehicles, I guess. Um, I mean, from a, from like a, how do I say this? Marketing. In terms of like reducing costs and like basically being more of like a revenue generating business, that totally makes sense. Yeah, which unfortunately um, is the only reason businesses do things. Um, right. <laughs> so yeah, so while, while they got out of the ice cream truck game, obviously that didn't mean ice cream trucks went away completely. You know, they were around when we were kids. <laughs> the game was still going. <laughs> the game is strong. Uh they were around when we were kids. I'm sure there's still some today. Something I was thinking about, actually, is, like, with the prevalence of food trucks and the explosion of food trucks in, like, the last 10 years, I'm surprised hmm. that hasn't also caused a bit of a resurgence in ice cream trucks. However, rather than driving around neighborhoods to entice children, they could just operate the same way food trucks do, where they're at a specific location. You know, you say, hey, we're in this area today. Come get ice cream, you know. And you you said yeah. that there's one in your neighborhood that kind of does that, so I guess I well guess it's not it, too far off. It's not. A, I mean, it it operates as a normal ice cream truck, not like a food truck mm. situation. But it will kind of. I think people go over to it. That's why it stops. Yeah, it's like um, it, it's like at a centralized location within a neighborhood, and then it goes to another neighborhood or something. It doesn't. Drive that's my guess. And then stop. <laughs> um. Maybe in a future episode, I can interview the ice cream truck person. There you go. Um, <laughs> so, what was I going to say? Sir, did you know that this song you're playing is racist? <laughs> I'm trying to think if I've ever heard it playing that. I don't think it plays Turkey in the Straw. Yeah. I think it has one or two other ones. On the top of my head, I can't remember what they are, though. 
I was gonna say you should you should uh, tell him about the RZA song. Um, I was thinking about that because the one that I remember in my neighborhood, I don't think it played Turkey in the Straw either. I think it played like some circus tune or something. I know I have absolutely heard Ice Cream Chucks playing it. It just oh, yeah. probably not in a long time though. Yeah, and maybe that maybe that's why maybe a lot of them caught on and were like, oh, let's maybe use a different song. Uh, who knows? I don't know. Yeah. Um, one... So yeah, this song, um, I guess, I mean, according to when it was posted, I guess this was August of 2020. Um, so pretty recent. I mean, that was less than, it was only like a year and a half ago. Yeah, um, I think, I think this, um, I think this scenario kind of bubbled up around the, the George Floyd protests and stuff and kind of yeah. re-examining a lot of our, a lot of our history. Um, so I think that's... Yeah, the, the timing certainly makes sense yeah i think that was kind of part of what inspired rizza to kind of get on board with that which is cool um Mm. one other just random aside that i wanted to mention because it made me think of it is um the song chain hang low by the rapper jibs which came out in 2006 uh also uses the turkey in the straw tune and i just thought it was hilarious so i wanted to play a little clip of it so it's not yeah it's not like it's not like the 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 black community hasn't basically reclaimed the song in some sense already but the, but the fact that yeah. it was kind of you know brought it to light and also you know created an alternative is still pretty cool so let's well when, when i think of civil rights leaders I think of, of history jibs is usually <laughs> toward the front uh, they call me mr jibs <laughs> terrible uh, so yeah, let's end the uh, let's end the episode playing a little clip of "Chain Hang Low" by Jibs. Yeah, I completely forgot this song until you told me about it shortly before we started recording. <laughs> I just episode. I just realized the music video is the guy driving an ice cream truck. <laughs> yes, I mean clearly there is some, uh, at least acknowledgement of that correlation. Um, uh, I don't know anything. I mean, like I literally didn't even know Jibs was someone who made this song. I I think um, he's kind of a one-hit rapper wonder. He was around the same time as like Soldier Boy and stuff. So, well, I was gonna say like I get a little bit of a flavor of. Um, uh, oh, Crunk. That's what I'm thinking of. Yes. Like yeah. Little John sort of music. I'm, it's kind of a, in that direction. I don't know if it's quite there because they're not like screaming or anything. I, I want to say Jibs is Southern, so that would track. Because remember, we talked about Crunk okay. being kind of a Southern style of rap. Um, and it was right around that same time, yeah. So, yeah, no, that's that's a very good point. I didn't think about that. Yeah, Crunk was, I mean, even though it started in the South, Crunk did kind of explode. I mean, it was huge when we were in high school. Yeah. Did you ever drink any of that those uh, crunk juice or crunk popsicles? No. Crunksicles. <laughs> this is the first time for everything, I guess. It's true. Uh, so yeah. So listeners, if you like ice cream, um, that's cool. You can go to getyourfunk.com <laughs> to look up other episodes we've done. Maybe you want to learn about um, how Jimmy Crack Corn was also kind of racist. And by kind, I mean really. Um, 
I don't think we've talked about ice cream really at, at length in other episodes. We should um, we should do a future episode songs about ice cream. <laughs> um, but yeah, if, if y'all, yeah, whatever. Um, what else, Kyle? Uh, if you, I guess that's maybe it. If you enjoyed the historical relevance of this episode, uh, you can let us know on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash getyourfunk. Uh, you can listen to this episode and all of our episodes wherever you're listening now. Probably Spotify. Yay. Um, this has been your ice cream loving host, Kyle. And this has been your crunk host, Peter. Thanks for listening, listeners. Tune in next time for more of your favorite funky hits. Bye, we love you.